RPG for You and Me presents Neon Heat, an actual play duet podcast using the Savage World system and our custom cyber fantasy setting. It's been a labor of love creating it for the past several years, and we hope you enjoy. Previously on Neon Heat, the interrogation of Regulator Nima becomes a revealing and deadly affair. Zadal arrives to retrieve Athena and encounters resistance from the Proctor and Delegate. Athena and Zadal share a moment in the elevator while they descend to a meeting with the Oculus. Silas informs Athena that her brain is a time bomb, and they have to unlock a memory that had been sealed away for her protection. There's another presence sharing her mind. She's not alone. Athena experiences her true past and readies herself for what comes next. Athena, Silas's office has dissipated around you, and you find yourself in total blackness once again. You exist in this space alone, and then rising from what appears to be thousands of feet below you in the blink of an eye is a dark gray steel metal pathway that rushes up to meet your feet. It, fe- it looks like you're falling, but you know you're not moving, and you don't feel any sense of gravity or movement at all. Huh. And then it comes to a, a sudden halt, and you're standing on it. Question. Yes. Is my vision still purple? No. Well, that's a start. She just looks around, trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. You're standing on this long metal pathway. It's straight. It doesn't curve at all. It stretches towards what appears to be infinity in front of you. As you turn behind you, it stretches far off into the distance. But Silas is behind you. Oh. And here I would like to ask Ali slash Athena, you know that Silas is looking for information. How would Athena imagine Silas is looking for information? Like, in her brain? Yeah, so what I kind of want to do here is, all of this is happening, like, it's, it's straight up happening, and Athena understands the intention of what each person or being is trying to do but views it through her own lens okay so silas is looking for information what does that look like to athena my first gut instinct is to say that she does so much paperwork that it probably just looks like the records room okay that's what i thought too yeah it just makes sense okay all right i'm glad we're on the same page with it so you turn around and the metal road stretches off into infinity Silas is seated at his desk, looks just like his desk from his office. It takes up most of the path, and surrounding him entirely are just these racks and walls and walls and walls lined with paperwork and folders. It looks like the records room. These bookcases are just scattered around on the path, so they don't go past it, but you can see they occupy a pretty significant chunk of space stretching behind him. 
he is rummaging through these cabinets like a madman. As he is tearing through these cabinets, she sees him rummaging and just tossing files like wherever the fuck. And I think she says, hey, I might want I might want to remember that later. He barely so much as glances up at you when he hears your voice and lets out a dismissive laugh, sort of like a huh, continues about what he's doing, pulling papers out, looking at them and just tossing them aside. And as he's throwing these papers, they're being caught in a wind. There's there's no wind. So he's just sort of throwing them and they billow up and away up into the blackness. And I think as he throws this most recent paper, your perspective shifts, Athena, and it zooms in on this paper as it flutters up and you can clearly make out the strange symbols that you've seen before. The same symbols burned into the brains of the dead victims. Shit. And the bits of paper... So your perspective pulls back and we see all these fluttering papers up above and they burst into white fireworks and these flecks spread out and out and out over the darkness until it's like a blanket of white stars. I think she takes a second just to look at that. The white stars twinkle in the darkness all around you and the white shifts slowly to pink and then finally more quickly to purple and a low piercing whistle begins to build in the distance and above the stars begin to vibrate. It's very distracting, obviously. You've never seen the sky vibrate full right. of stars before, so maybe you can only see Silas's hands occasionally flicking up over one of these cabinets as he tosses more paper into the air and he, his voice comes through crystal clear like he's standing right next to you. Don't worry, Athena. I'm not getting rid of anything you might want later. You know, fair point. It's not exactly how it works here anyway. Uh, how would I know? You wouldn't. This whistling noise is continuing to build. What you're seeing is an abstraction. It's real, but it isn't real. Improvise and adapt, Athena. I can do that. Then don't distract me, distract it. All right. As you guys finish that exchange, all the purple light overhead begins to spiral down in a funnel gathering into distinct and growing masses of purple energy in the sky above you. The masses sharpen into loose approximations of eyes that glare down at you. Mm. It's purple eyes. And this shrieking whistle intensifies as the eyes narrow, and they focus on you for a long moment before shifting to Silas. What do you do? Can I cast a bolt up into them? with the trapping being a firework? I'd be pretty distracted if that happened. Go for it. Nine. Nine is a success with a raise. It doesn't cost any. It doesn't oh, cost no, it costs one because it's different trapping. Wizard, right, gotcha. You want to roll damage? Oh, yes. Eight. She, in her fist, gathers her natural Cory, like that yellow-orange kind of glittery comet and punches it up into the sky as far as it'll go and just explodes in a beautiful glittery firework that hits some of the eyes she hopes <laughs> yeah so and there there's only the one pair of eyes it's like the the light from the stars has trickled down mm. to coalesce into these eyes but you shoot this yellow orange firework up into the blackness it erupts into an orange nova this rippling nimbus that roils outwards and the eyes follow this firework as it shoots up and when it explodes you see them narrow and the shrieking intensifies 
for a brief moment, and then as the light begins to settle back, they're focused back now on you directly. Oh, that's that's good. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what she wanted. <laughs> and as they focus on you, the purple eyes begin to disintegrate trickling down to the metal road you find yourself on these bits of purple energy particles and they coalesce into a humanoid form that bristles and pulsates with this same energy now is it between athena and silas or on the other side of athena i think it's on the other side of athena so i think that it it comes down on the straight metal road and it is furthest away from you and you are standing between it and silas okay It's like a loose approximation of a humanoid form. There are distinct limbs, but not a distinct hand or foot with the outline of the form constantly shifting and rippling with this pulsating energy. There are distinct off-tone purple eyes Mm. that stand out from the rest of the form. So it's just standing there? I think it comes into form and is taking slower steps towards you. Okay. And the, the shrieking has subsided a bit. Well, it comes down, and it's still making noise, but it's like gibberish. It's a series of what sounds like hissing, spitting, whispering, howling, running from one noise to the other, and it it sounds farther away. So Silas sounds like he's right next to you no matter what, right. but these noises feel it's just everywhere. It's, just, it's everywhere, but you can't tell how far away it is. So it's just a constant constant white noise in the background that I think begins to get more intense the closer you are to this presence. She doesn't care for that. I would like to activate Shape Metal mm-hmm. and just try and fuck with the walkway okay. in a way that'll impede it from getting closer and maybe hurt it as well. Sure. I'm- and roll to activate. Nine. Okay, casting shape metal with a raise means you have a strength of d12. Yes. I think this is probably just going to be an improvised attack using the metal to do that, so... Okay. Hmm, twos. Okay, well, you can either benny it or stick with it. I mean, that's damage. That's four damage. Four damage, yeah. Okay. I just kind of want to make it inconvenienced. Sure. Her eyes start to glow, and out of the ground, she wrenches this sheer wall in front of herself, and she goes to punch it physically down towards the thing, and as it goes forward with the shockwave of her punch, with all that extra Cory behind it, makes spikes in the front to just just make its day a little bit harder. (laughs) I think you punch this wall of metal out, and it flies forward, and uh, the purple form disappears from your view behind it as it starts to get closer. It smashes through the energy and blasts it into these particles that just immediately zoom around it and coalesce back into this form Hmm. as it continues walking towards you. Worrying. And I think when that happens, you hear Silas's voice again. Sounds like he's standing right next to you. Athena, this is your mind. You have control here. You're not very practiced with it, but focus, think, you can remake the mental scape however you want to. Use it to your advantage. Okay, okay, so this is not just like a default brain. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that does get a laugh out of him. Buy me time. Buy me more time. Here, let me show you. There's a pause, and both you and this energy being are yanked up into the air by an invisible force, 
and you spiral back and far away from Silas. So you both shoot further down this metal road and the distance expands in this strange three-dimensional space. So the further you get, the more distorted the view appears to be. Like a fisheye lens? Maybe. Huh. It's difficult for Athena to process to correctly process this space because she has no familiarity with psionics or working in environments like this so it's it's weird she's real real out of her comfort zone right now despite being inside herself i guess (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that does kind of track doesn't it? it it does she's not a she doesn't really like to hang out in her brain that much you both drift through the air and the ground rushes up to meet you again and you find yourself back on solid ground standing several feet away from this presence and at this point i would like to start a dramatic task okay so so what i'm gonna say here is this scene's already happened in the past yeah chronologically chronologically. i mean she could still goober it up though you could uh so what i'll tell you right now is that the outcome of this scene is going to influence the next scene so the measure of success here is going to influence what we're about to get to The structure of this is going to be standard dramatic task where you and Silas are going to be sort of racing against time, trying to do two things, which is rewrite your memory of the conversation and partition this thing off in your brain to buy him and you time. Gotcha. The way I'm choosing to interpret that is the first series of roles from Silas based on Athena's description of what she imagines him to be doing is he's gonna have to make research rules uh check so out. this is a little bit different than like a standard psionic right i'm saying it's different because he has to work under duress and because of this whole situation that i've concocted i love it so he's gonna have to get two successes on research in order to progress to the next bit which is going to be sealing everything off okay so two successes to start a complete and total success would be five successes in like the second stage of this okay so if you reach five successes you're good that's a complete success anything less than that is gonna affect the next scene in a a worse way let's do it where where am i am i just on just in blackness my feet on some kind of ground you're you're still standing on this metal road far away from silas but instead of being a straight line it's now like spiraled off in a weird corkscrew pattern gotcha like off a deep end type thing. And based on what Silas just told you, he's probably the one that did this. Right. So well, what I will she's tell... adequately confused. So she can only figure that the purple thing also confused. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah, I think without making a notice roll, you can tell that that was surprising. And there are shrieks and sounds to go along with it. She can remake it into whatever she wants. That's what Silas said. Hmm. But he's definitely lied before. Sure. You know, Athena's done a lot of fighting in her time, but there's one place she likes to do it the best, and it's the shard. Gotcha. Okay. If she thinks about the shard real hard, could she she make it? Uh, She can make a smarts roll to try and make that happen. I'm going to try and do that. Hmm. Not good enough. You going to spend a penny? Okay. Yeah. Under some duress here. Four. So basically what I'm thinking here is whenever you try to change the scene to disrupt things, I would like you to tell me how you're changing it and in what way you want that to be disruptive. So like the whole point here is you're trying to keep this thing away from Silas. Yeah. So how is changing to the shard helping you? 
Well, it's got just a fuck ton of cool stuff she can do with that terrain, and she's very excited too. Okay. So she can make walls, she can push it back, she could drop it down a hole, and she's done all of those things before, <laughs> so she feels prepared for this. Maybe we get a shot of Athena concentrating really, really hard, just squinting her eyes, maybe even pinching her eyes shut for just a moment and focusing. And then when you reopen them, you find that it, it is an approximation of the shard. It looks like the shard and it feels like the shard to you because this is Athena's like mind's eye picture of the shard. So it's probably not photo accurate, but all the major things would be there as Athena would think. Gotcha. To Athena, it wouldn't look out of place because it's what she thinks it looks like. But if somebody were to hold a photograph up, they'd be like, this is kind of fucked not up. not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, this is like an off-brand. Oh, shit. <laughs> like a Shasta. <laughs> it's a Shasta shard. Shasta shard. <laughs> it's a mountain, it'll do. So instead of this being like a turn-by-turn -turn combat, because it's a dramatic task, I would like to also treat it as an abstraction. Okay. Or each round where you're making a roll to try to displace this presence and prevent its progress will be like a series of things happening and we can sort of narrate it and talk okay. through and, and go from there. That sounds good. Yeah, it sounds good. Okay. The shard swims into focus. Uh, where are you and where is this purple presence and what does the arena look like right now? So the arena is glowing and I think it would be probably blue so she can keep her hero in her mind, Magnitude Magnificent. Nice. Just for inspiration. I think there's a lot of fog and lasers going on. I think she's actually up on one of the pillars that mm -hmm. rises out, just trying to look down and see where the thing is. But I think the terrain's mostly gravelly rock right now. Nice. That's what I'm thinking. I feel like maybe the giant door is open in the wall, the big metal door. Sure. I think it's just open and gaping and the black of the tunnel is just eking out in weird ways. I like that. That's pretty cool. Maybe that's where the fog's coming from. Maybe. Where is Athena imagined this purple presence to be? God, hopefully on the ground. <laughs> sure, that's where it is. Nice. All right, and where would Silas be? Because Silas exists somewhere in this area. <laughs> one of the box seats. Oh, in one of the box <laughs> yeah. seats, okay. Way up high. So yeah, you uh you glance up and you know where he is. Like this mm -hmm. is this is because I, I made it yeah, apparently. You made it. So you I guess subconsciously put him in you know one of those secure. Maybe it's Troya's box. Oh shit, she was just there. Yeah, maybe maybe he's there, and you can glance back and you just see you know movement off <laughs> far or you imagine you see fluttering movement. papers. Sure, yeah, he's still throwing papers around. Okay, and I am going to make Silas's first research roll. Godspeed. I think Silas has a D8 in research because he's slightly above average at what he needs to do for his job. I would assume. In this particular facet, at least. NPC wildcards have two bennies, so mm -hmm. I think he will have two bennies for this purpose, cool. and you get to decide when he uses them. Okay. All right, so first research roll. Uh, ooh, blew up an eight into a five, so 13. Hell yeah! So he gets three successes on his research on the first turn, which meets the necessary two to continue oh, with that. Excellent! Th there's just a, a triumphant ha! Huh. That uh, she hears right in her ear and she yeah, goes, they, ah! Hear, they, yeah, you hear right in your ear. And uh, he says, oh, sorry about that. I found what I was looking for. Good, good. I, I'm going to keep doing this thing I'm doing. While this is happening, you've constructed all of this and the presence levitates through the air, blasting directly at you. First, it seems slow and then it picks up speed and it's blasting directly towards you. It's going to try to attack you. 
And I know this is a dramatic task, so I'm, I'm mixing in some things. No, here, this but... is fine. I'm so excited. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Eight. Well, it got a hit with a raise. And Athena, what is your smarts die type? D6. The D6. Okay, so while we're doing this, your toughness score, which is usually, you know, derived from vigor, is going to be derived from smarts. Oh, man, I'm so, so much more beefy so in my is, brain. This is your mental toughness. <laughs> oh, uh, so it's going to be half of a D6, which is three plus two, so five. And you get to add your mental resistance onto that. So Shit, nine. nine? So nine is oh your my current God. I mental have toughness. Brawls in my brain more often. Brain brawls. Brain brawls. Blah blah blah. <laughs> blah blah blah. Blah blah. Lobbing blah bombs. Got eleven on that damage roll against your nine, so you are shaken. Okay, that seems fair. You want to give me a little description of how you tussle with this thing and keep it off you? So it flies up at you, its arms elongate into these longer, thin strands of energy Ooh. and just lashes one onto you on your leg and the other goes around your right arm and you feel this painful, hot energy being blasted through you, almost like it's electrocuting you. If it feels like electricity, I think she would try to channel it into her bracers because okay. they're already metal, so just sucking it out of her vital bits in her core. Sure. Trying to wriggle out of its grasp would be okay. super cool. Yeah, so I think... Kicking uh, at it, maybe, if her... Um, did they grab her arms or did it grab her legs? It grabbed one arm, one leg. Gotcha. And it's several feet away from you still, so you can't, like, reach it physically. I was gonna say she would try to kick at it, and I was like, no, she only has one leg. But could she just, like, float? She hasn't tried before. She's gonna try. Okay, so that, that'll be that round then. I'm not dealing initiative with this because it's basically like everybody gets to do a thing each round. Yeah. That's just how I'm treating it. So, Athena, it is attacking you right now. You are shaken. So I would like you to roll to unshake, which would be spirit. Five. Okay, so you unshake and you do get to do something this turn. Silas has his aha moment and starts to do that. Now you feel... There's another presence of energy that is just everywhere. Mm. So you can feel this. You feel something everywhere. It's a weird feeling. Like you just know something's there, even though you can't see it. And there's nothing physically to look at. And you hear Silas in your head and he says, Thankfully, that went fast. We need to keep moving. What do you need from me? Keep doing what you're doing. Alrighty. This is the part where it gets more difficult. And now you can take a turn. Okay. Can she just, like, imagine them on the ground? So something that Athena had to deal with years ago was there was a Domba stampede that she had to help out with the fallout of and redirect or attempt to. Mm -hmm. And I think that stuck with her. So I think she's going to imagine that stampeding Domba herd and just try and kick it into it. Awesome. Okay. That's super cool. Okay. What if they all come out of the open tunnel? That's kind of what I was figuring. Yeah. Athena has seen a stampede like this before, so yeah. I think it's easier for her to imagine that. And it's your mindscape, so I don't think it's like a super complicated idea. It's just a bunch of Domba just running. a lot of Dombas. Yeah, so, uh, she go thinks ahead. about Dombas all the time anyway. Sure, so go ahead and make that at a plus two. Plus I'll, two. I'll give you a plus two for that because we have established that Athena loves Domba. She loves them. So I'm willing to believe that loves that's Loves to easy. pet him, loves to eat him. <laughs> loves to let things run over things. Yes. Loves to make them run over things. Nine. Nine is a success with her raise. I imagine that the pillar that they're on just sucks right back into the floor really, really fast. 
that stampede just starts rumbling and she can feel it and maybe it can sense something's going on, but I don't think it expects that. No, I think there's a <laughs> I think there's a moment while this thing still has its limbs lashed onto you and you zip back down to the ground and there's this thundering of hooves and then inexplicably this enormous wave of and do its eyes like get bigger like Spider-Man's mask. Yeah, I think, I think that's exactly <laughs> what it is. And these enormous metal wool rams just plow out of Big the darkness. Boys. In a wide sweeping arc. How do you feed this thing to a herd of Domba? Oh man, she jumps up a little bit and tries to kick it with her free leg in the chest and then just kind of floats off on her own. That's pretty cool. Just floating. Okay, yeah. She's having a pretty good time in her brain today. <laughs> you watch this happen. You kick it back into the, the stampede of metal rams and they smash it to pieces and these particles just get blasted all around the stadium and they hang in the air for a moment before slowly starting to coalesce again. But when she saw it explode, she just fist pumps the air and it's like, yeah. And then she's like, Nah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. So what I'm going to do here is uh, you got a success with a raise on that. So I'm going to uh, make a roll myself. Oh, wow. Into a 10, which is okay. It begins to materialize faster and faster and faster, much faster than you expected it to until this form is back and it is it rematerializes behind you and is beelining towards Silas's box. Fuck. It rolled a 10. That's pretty good. Which it, it is good. And I think that counteracts what you did, but does not allow it to make any progress. So okay. it's still definitely a win for you. I will now make Silas's roll. Got a six. So that's one success. When he gets that success, the scope of the area that you're in shrinks a little bit. Oh. It's sort of like you see the insides pushing down and in and the arena gets a little bit smaller. Ooh, that's weird. Okay. I feel like in her brain, her Cory is always going to default to its naturals kind of thing. Because mm -hmm. lightning is her, it's her main trapping, but it's not like what she started with, you know? Mm -hmm. That's just what I'm Sure, thinking. I got you. Because cool. it's the same color as her eyes. Yeah. Just like her mom's was. Maybe still is. She doesn't know. True. Okay. Next turn, Athena, you see this presence flying across the shard towards the box where you know Silas to be as these Domba, I, I think, I imagine they're just in this continuous circle. That's kind of what I was just Going around in a giant circle. Oh yeah, it's like a dust Like a little level. whirlwind. Mm -hmm. What would you like to do? She wants to try and tether it with Entangle. Okay. But it's, okay, so this is basically just gonna look like Wonder Woman's whip when it glows. Deal with it, nerds. <laughs> Deal with it, it's so cool. <laughs> That's what she wants to do. Okay. I'm gonna need to Benny that. That's going to be a 10. Cast with a raise, which fully binds an opponent, uh, preventing them both from moving and from doing anything else. Perfect. Really good. She just summons this this yellow-orange Cory lasso, basically, from her hand and mm -hmm. just gets it around its neck and just starts dragging it back towards her. And mm -hmm. it's glowing and it's beautiful and she feels very powerful. Awesome. Then it gets to go next, and it either has to make a strength or an athletics. So let's see here. I'm going to have to Benny that for him. Ooh, blow it up. Ten. So a success with a raise, which means it is able to break the bonds at the end of the turn. I think that means that it's able to make a little bit of progress moving closer to Silas, mm -hmm. but it's barely able to 
break out of this entangle. So okay. that's I think that did still buy you some time. Cool. And at the end of this turn, Silas gets to make another roll. Holy shit. He blew up the 12 and the 6. My god. Into another 12. Into another 12. Are you shitting me? Into a 10. So... So Silas just got a 46. Oh my god. No wonder he broke into her stupid brain. <laughs> Here's the thing. I just... Ugh. Ugh. It's so much. So, so much. much. Obviously, that gets him more successes than he needs. Pretty good. It's a ridiculous number of successes. So fucking many. Completely unnecessary. <laughs> so I think what happens is we get this shot of Athena lassoing this purple energy being, and you start to pull it back towards you, like you were saying. While you're doing that, it rolls over in midair as it's looking at you, and you see these eyes narrow and glow more, and... The purple energy spreads to the lasso and begins to come back like it's a liquid going through a straw Ooh. heading back down towards you before it bursts from the bonds and it turns to continue flying towards Silas mm -hmm. and you hear this almost, I think it's a noise of, I want to say cocky elation, <laughs> like a, a eureka moment and you hear that noise and you get one last clip of Silas talking to you and he just says, everything will be fine, Athena. The way you said that makes me worried. Keep my nose clean. I'm such a fucking snoop. I don't even think you have time to get all of that out. I think you start to say all of these things as you watch the darkness start to fold in on the area around you and it's it's rushing towards you. What if it folds up the whole area like origami? That's pretty cool. I like that. Maybe Val was really into origami for a while, so that's how her brain processes it in a weird way. That's cool. I like that. That fits. You look around and you see the edges of your vision start to fold in as the scene in front of you begins to dissipate and disappear as it gets folded smaller and smaller. And the very last shot that we get is a point of view from Athena as you're looking at this purple energy being and the energy being is looking around in panic as all of this is happening and then glances back to you and you note that instead of the purple glowing eyes it's a pair of brown slitted pupils and <sighs> the being readjusts midair and dives towards you with its arms outstretched and that's when everything folds in and collapses Fuck. and it's blackness again <sighs> so Athena's just nowhere also important to remember that all of this was occurring to past Athena. So you have been playing Athena, but present Athena has also been party to all of this. Right. Like she, you, it's been what her watching a movie. Correct. Yeah, that's what basically. we established in the last episode when we were watching the flashback. So this is still part of that flashback. So present Athena has seen all of this happen already. This is mostly just a recap because all these memories were sealed away and now they've been unlocked for her. So this is sort of like her previously on catch up. And it's at this point that I think present Athena regains control and has personal awareness. So instead of feeling like you're watching a movie, you're now back to yourself in this blackness. She wiggles her fingers just to test that out. <laughs> Seems to be working fine. Mm -hmm. Good news. That is good news. This time, Athena, you threw me a curveball because I did not expect you to take yourself to the shard. Really? Yeah, I did not expect that. No? Because that's where you're going right now. Oh, so, shit. Yeah. 
the scene fades back in, and this time, Athena, you are standing in the middle of the arena. It's the same arena, uh, the one that you imagined, but it's sharper in focus. This one has things that you would not have remembered being there yourself. Huh. Sort of like a little bit more fleshed out. She notices that and puts a hand on her astral brain hip and is just like, huh. huh. You find yourself standing here. There is background chatter echoing all around you that wasn't here last time. And there are obscured forms and shapes moving in the hazy gloom of the stands just beyond sight. Hmm. So you can see the stands, like you, you see them there, but everything that's happening in the stands, it's like you're looking through an opaque lens. Like there are four distinct forms moving and there's sound, but you can't make anything out. Peripheral purple light streams upward with the crystal fragments poking out of the ground. Mm -hmm. What would normally be advertising Shazad, it's all purple light. So you don't have the filter over your eyes, but... But it's pretty purple. There's definitely a purple motif happening here. The great metal and stone doors that seal off the enormous tunnel that leads deeper into the mountain stand in front of you, shut. Hmm. And then they shudder against a great impact. Fuck. And dust falls from the door, drifting in slow clouds to the ground in front of you. And that shuddering noise echoes in your mind. Loud. And then you hear Silas's voice, same as it was last time, speaking as though he's right beside you. And he says, Athena, are you all right? I'm just catching up. Ask questions now if you have them. We don't have much time. Uh, what? What is going to come out of there? I don't know. All right. The that was my only question. The presence that we faced previously, it won't be as easy this time. It's had the opportunity to get its bearings. It's been waiting where are you? What do I need to do? Do I need to protect you? Do I need to just stay alive? What are we doing? Sort of a, a misty vision of Silas, like a, a force ghost Silas. <laughs> <laughs> force ghost Silas appears uh, drifting in the air in front of you. And again, he's hazy, uh, blurry at the edges. I'm here keeping a handle on the situation. It is, we've never done this before. I don't know what to expect. I sealed it away well enough last time, but I don't know how letting it out is going to go. And being here in the first place weakened the barrier. Just us coming in here? Yes. Oh, good. Cool. Okay. She claps her hands together and she's getting ready. This is... this is it. Um, Athena, use your mind. Control the situation. You have power here. Don't let it take control. That's what it wants. Well, it's not going to get the chance. Force Ghost Zadal appears on your other side. <laughs> Question, um, is he still the same size? Yeah, he's still the same okay. size. These are basically Athena's projections of them. But yeah, he appears on the ground. He's not floating in the air. He sort of appears and takes a step next to you and looks up to you and says, uh, Yeah, hey, we got more time for chatter later, but you got a team backing you up. We don't know what's going to happen. We got to either destroy or remove this presence from your mind. It's gotten more powerful displacing it might be our best option. Okay. And that, uh, that'll that be on me and Silas, but you gotta weaken it first. Traditionally what I'm best at. a girl. Mm-hmm. And then, um, echoing in your head, you hear Roja's voice. Huh. Um, hello? Hello? Oh, this is very strange. It's like you're on a speakerphone. This is real weird. I've never owned one of those. Yeah, you probably wouldn't have. <laughs> Athena, I'm here on the outside. I'm going to make sure your body is all right. I did not know that was an issue. 
We don't know. This is all very new. Then you hear Pavi's voice. Yeah, um... Oh, this is weird. I can hear myself talking. Thinking? Uh, I'm out here too. You can do this, Athena. People keep telling me that, so I'm gonna think it's... I'm just gonna go with that as gospel. Here we go. <sighs> Zadal nods to you and says, I got everybody linked up. We're here to help you. This is your brain. You got control. Uh, we got limited influence outside of what you allow us to do. So if you need help, you gotta direct us. Okay. So what I'll tell you as the player here is that during this encounter, I'm going to allow you to use certain support stuff from your teammates to help you here. Silas and Zadal are the only ones who have psionics, mm -hmm. so I think that they're probably going to play the biggest role. Right. Roja and Pavi have very minimal effect from the outside, so I'll cover what they can do okay. on my end. I guess loosely... I didn't really codify this in the sense that, like, I don't think it would necessarily be balanced for everybody to have a turn every single turn. Yeah, An assist action from Athena? That's kind of what I'm thinking. Gotcha. Is like once I like a, that. Once a turn, you can tag in one of your friends to help you somehow, and they can act on your turn in whatever way that you want them to. Okay. Let's just say, for game purposes, you have your PowerPoints back and you have all your bands back. God bless you. Because you're going to need them. Cool. Here we go. Athena, there's still this background chatter everywhere, sort of like the excitement of the crowd is building, and the doors bang again, this time heavier, they're bowing inward as you wait. I think she jerks her chin towards the door. Is that my circlet? It's both, they're both metal, that's all I got. Yeah, I think at this point Silas has dissipated, but Zadal is still standing there next to you and he shrugs and he says, Yeah, I think that's, uh, I think that's a pretty good way of thinking about it. Okay, I guess I'm just gonna turn it off then. Either that or it's gonna come through on its own pretty quick. He puts a hand on your arm. You can do this. We're here for you. I know. Good. She just nods at him. Worried eyes, but she is smiling. You get these assist actions specifically because you did so well in the last scene. So one of the consequences there was if you did not do it in time, it was either going to inflict penalties on you during this fight because of like mental backlash from having all those memories unlocked right or it was going to give bonuses to the enemy or something to that effect so because you got a complete success i think that means silas is still in good order too so nice so you'll have help there's one last pound against the door followed by a voice that doesn't echo in your head the same as everybody else's. You can tell it's coming from behind that door, and it's sort of like it's slipping underneath the cracks, and then it's getting louder and louder as it gets closer to you, like it's slithering into your ears. Mm -hmm. And it just says, knock, knock. Well, it'd be rude not to open it, wouldn't it? She would like to go invisible and turn it off. Okay. Go ahead and roll for invisible. I would love to... Well, it's pretty on brand. Do you know what I rolled? Did you crit fail? I crit failed. Oh boy. Well, you lose those PowerPoints and yep. you do get a level of fatigue. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> that sounds right. Tell me what happens. Why does this happen? She hears that voice and she hadn't considered that there would be a voice attached to this thing that she's supposed to be fighting. And I think that really throws her for some reason. Make me a smarts roll at minus eight. That is not enough. Okay. It surprises you, but you're not sure quite why. 
Maybe you're you're concentrating to do this and the door rattles and it just jars you out of that as the voice speaks and something is wrong. Something about this whole situation just feels wrong and it rattles you a little bit and you just feel this wash of exhaustion run through you. You've been through so much. Yeah, it's you been know, a long, it's been be such fair, a long day. This is this is on brand and also appropriate to have mm-hmm. a level of fatigue right now, I think. As the door begins to buckle. I think she takes a step backwards, kind of a stagger step on reflex. Zadal looks back to you in a very worried fashion, and he reaches out a hand, and he's about to say something. And then you hear that voice again, and it says, Let me out. In a very final way, and the door bursts off of its hinges. Oh boy, it's a big door too. The door bursts open, scattering debris and shards of metal and stone into the air all around you. As this happens, there is a very loud gasp from the phantom crowd around you, just a (gasps) collectively. And there's a long, tense pause in the aftermath as the dust billows away from the door and this inky darkness sits waiting and a pair of purple eyes rippling with energy slowly open in the darkness and they sway back and forth growing larger and larger as the ground quakes beneath your feet (sighs) and the eyes narrow and a banshee-like shriek makes the air vibrate and the crowd cheers in anticipation I think she just takes a deep breath Zadal is completely caught off guard as this happens too and takes a step on his back foot and spreads out to your far right and uh, I think this is initiative sounds right to me alright Athena four of diamonds this thing five (laughs) of clubs damn it there's this hissing shriek as the eyes watch you from just beyond the shroud of this impenetrable darkness And then the form emerges. What is it? It's 40 feet tall. Oh, good. A gargantuan insectoid predator that stalks the tunnels deep in the mountain. Long millipede-like body skitters across the ground with surprising grace. The front segment slithers out in a serpentine pattern and rises up almost like on haunches. And it opens enormous mandibles and shrieks down at you. Sputtering saliva drips down from its jaws, eating through the ground and creating uneven footing wherever it goes. These small pockmark potholes in the dirt. This is a kaida, the apex predator in the area surrounding Caldonix. It sure is. And its eyes are purple. Rippling black shadows don't cover the body, but they sort of streak over it, sort of like a black fire. These things legitimately scared the living shit out of her. Oh yeah, you need to make a fear check. Yeah. Now. So I would say probably a fear at minus two. And that's a spirit, right? It's spirit at minus two. I'm gonna need a penny that. Oh no. Okay. Eight. Eight. Including minus two? Yes. Okay. That's a success to raise. Athena, how do you fight off that fear? What allows you to push through it? I think she tries to remember that her brain just conjured up just a, a big old thing she's real scared of, but it's still her brain, apparently. This thing shrieks down at you, and then there's 
and undulating in the the carapace mm -hmm. and the chitin. The chitin and its jaws widen and it begins to spew this enormous gout of burning acid at you. And I would like you to make me either an athletics check or an agility check at minus two. Was was athletics also at minus two? It's either straight athletics or agility at minus two. Okay, four. Four is a success. Ooh. Sometimes how, you just gotta scrape on by. Yeah, so how does Athena dodge this gout of roiling acid flying through the air? She ducks and rolls closer to it. Okay, Like cool. under the spray. Because if she goes back, she knows from experience she can get splatter damage and it hurts like a son of a bitch. Has she fought a Kaida before? No, but she's seen people fight Kaidas. That, that is true. That is <laughs> she's true. She's seen people do it. Okay. Then it is going to be Athena's turn. You manage to roll under this huge wave of acid looking up at this thing that towers over you. I mean... 40 feet tall is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's, it's not. Many times larger than even quite large Athena. And that's just height. That's not even length. So a couple of rule things really quick. This thing is a huge creature. Mm -hmm. In Savage Worlds, size difference uh, is broken into categories. Mm -hmm. Larger creatures can take more wounds before dying. Okay. They get smaller creatures have a bonus to hit larger creatures with shooting and fighting rolls, and larger creatures have a penalty to hit smaller creatures because of the size difference. Easier for you to hit it and harder for it to hit you, but it also has very high statistics. Right. <laughs> so, Athena, at the start of your turn... Oh, jeez, okay. Oh, that's bad for her. Okay. For me? Athena, you feel this sharp prick at the base of your neck. It hurts a little. It's distracting, but... You don't feel anything else, and you just hear Roja's voice in your head. Ooh. Whoops. Roja, what did you do? Not what I intended to do. It's fine. I think she just shrugs and starts running. <laughs> <laughs> she can, she cannot affect that shit. One percent. Nope. Roja crit failed that. It's gonna second, happen eventually. Second crit failed the night, folks. Gotta happen eventually. <laughs> it's true. It's a dramatically appropriate time. It is. Okay, Athena, it's the start of your turn. Mm -hmm. I'll also remind you that this is your brainscape, so everything we did in the previous encounter still stands here. So like if, if you want to change the equation or try to do something like that, you can attempt to do that. I'll also remind you that you can call on assistance. To simplify it, I'm going to say focus on Zadal. Focus on how Zadal can help you, and I'll handle Silas's stuff behind the scenes. Okay. Can he hear her? Is it like he's by her shoulder like Silas was too? Yeah. Does she have to be loud? Meta talk again. You guys are all connected with the mind link power. Gotcha. So you can all basically communicate telepathically immediately whenever you need to because he got a raise on his role. What she's going to do herself is start running towards it, towards the underbelly. Uh -huh. She's going to say to Zidal, can you make some moths and just distract its whole face? Can you do that for me? Yeah, I got it. Keep going. The intention behind Zadal doing the moths is, is that to distract. To it. distract. Yeah. Okay, so let's. Or, I guess distracted, so it'll have a harder time hitting me. So I'm going to treat this like confusion. Confusion confounds a target, making them both distracted and vulnerable if they fail a smarts roll. So he got a five, which is a success. Now this thing needs to make a smarts roll uh, to try to not have that take effect. And that is a nine. So the moths appear and begin fluttering around its head, and the kaida 
whips around a few times and clicks its mandibles. Clicks its mandibles and waves through it, but then looks down and refocuses on you. Gotcha. Athena, you are running towards its underbelly to do what? Can Athena just put her hands on the ground and just grow a crystal real fast out of it to like spear it? Yes, that's very cool. Oh, I really like that. Just a a row of really jaggedy crystals and maybe they can explode later. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Go ahead and make me a smarts roll. I I need to do that. Uh, I rolled a three, so that's not great. So when you're trying to affect a large creature with like an attack, you mm-hmm. get a plus bonus to that. Oh, this is this is an attack, but it's from your mind. But it's an enormous spike trying to hit an enormous creature. So I I feel like it's appropriate to apply this plus four difference to oh. this roll. Okay, so because this is a giant spike trying to impale this giant monster, I'm gonna say that plus four bonus does apply here. Oh. So that'll be a seven. This thing has a parry of seven, so that does hit. As it all is summoning all these moths, she runs and slides to a stop under it and gets her fingers really deep in the dirt and is just like, oh, crystals, please, crystals, please. And they just shoot up out of the ground in like a spiky line, hopefully stabbing it some. Okay, damage. Roll me giant pillar impaling it. Didn't get a raise. Did not. Uh, I'm going to say that's 3d10. Oh my god, I don't even have that many out. Can I borrow one? Yeah. 21. 21 damage? Yes. Okay. Uh, It has a toughness of 20. Oh, fuck. But four of that is armor, and I, I feel like this probably counts as armor piercing, Ooh. so I think that'll be shaken with one wound. Cool. Yeah, so this giant pillar er, this crystal spike erupts from the ground and impales it where not quite the middle of it i feel like it's the like where its sternum would be but then smaller spikes follow the first one and spear it a little bit down each time so it's just a just a real mess gotcha is the blood purple it is purple and it uh it spills out in a spray and this thing shrieks and shakes its head and snaps its jaws and that'll be that round next round athena two of hearts this thing jack (laughs) of diamonds i mean i was going to last anyway the kaida unshakes so i think at the start of this thing's turn it reaches down with its mandibles and just snaps the crystal pillar off in the middle and tears it out and drops it with an enormous thud would that make it explode is it supposed to explode I mean, they're crystals. Let's do, let's do opposed spirits. I rolled a 10. Five, so that is a success with a raise. So I think that means that as it's trying to undo what you've just done, it bites through the pillar. And I think what I'll say is it is not able to supersede your will in this, so the pillar does explode. With me right there also. If you're standing right next to it. I mean, I did make it right there. Oh, I didn't know what the distance was like. Oh, no. like you're right yeah, underneath. Just, okay. Like right there and then. Yeah. Okay. If you would like to make me another athletics or agility at minus two, that would be dynamite. Yes, I can do this. Ooh, nope. Well, with my fatigue, that's a, that's a one and a two. One and a two. Okay. 
Well, I rolled a nine on four d6, so that's not a lot of damage. I'm gonna spend a Benny to re-roll this because I think that'll be more interesting. Maybe I'll use a Benny to re-roll mine as well then. All right. I agree. Twelve damage. Oh, it's a three. It's a three because I have minus one on account of my fatigue. All right, you are. You take twelve damage from this exploding crystal. That's quite a bit of damage, but my toughness is nine. Yeah, your mental toughness is nine, so that shakes you. That shakes me. So you are not even wounded. Uh, I think you are blasted backwards. Yeah, checks out. I think we get a nice long shot of Athena midair just flying backwards in sort of like a C position, and then she hits the ground and just sprawls in the stupidest possible phrasing, tail over tea kettle. That's what I was thinking too. So it is still this thing's turn after it has done that because it's multi-actioning. Mm-hmm. It shrieks through the explosion, but doesn't appear to be too phased by it. And it pulls its body off of the smaller spikes with a series of squelches, squelches and Ugh. scrapes against the carapace as it shifts forward and continues to emerge from the black tunnel. This thing's long. It's like, really long. It's, it's very long. And you are sprawled on the ground and it looms over you and begins to move down to try to smash you with its pinchers. Yeah. And uh, that same voice comes back out very, very smooth and methodical. Won't be that easy. Athena, she has just landed and she hears that. And I think she just coughs up. I mean, it wouldn't be blood, but she might think it's blood because it's her brain. Yeah, your your mind is making this real. So it looks like whatever Athena would expect it to look like unless she makes an active effort to make it different. I don't think she would think too hard. I think she just coughs up some blood and says, never is doing something important. <coughs> and it attacks. Bring it on. Oof, that's bad for you. Mm-hmm. So 15 to hit. That'll do it. Uh, which is a hit with a raise. Oh, wow. That is an 11 Against damage. my toughness? It's your toughness. It's nine. Damn, you are... So that was my GM Benny, so now gotcha. I only have wild card bennies, of which there are two. Mm. Should I be a dickus and re-roll this? <laughs> Biggest dickus. Re-roll it. Do yeah, it. I think I gotta. So this thing hit with a raise. Yeah. So I'm rolling big dice here. I got a one on a D12 and a one on a D6, and I blew up the six into a two. So mm. this is less damage than I rolled last time. Mwah. But I'm going to use my last Benny to re-roll yeah. it, because... Oh, yeah. 19 damage. Well, my toughness, as you know, is nine. That's two wounds. Yeah. If you would like to try to soak this. Yeah. I think here in the Shadow Realm, (laughs) (laughs) your toughness is being derived from your smarts. I think your soak is going to be your spirit. Okay. Because it's like your mental fortitude. Well, I got one Benny left. If you're soaking, go for it. I'm soaking. Spirit roll plus your wild die. I use this purple one. Five. Five is a success. That's something. So you take one wound. It leans down with these giant mandibles, and the mandibles go very wide, and they dig into the dirt of the arena floor, and then they begin to clamp together, just digging these enormous furrows in the ground as they come towards you in the center. And I think we get this, again, a point of view shot of you, Athena, as you're looking up into this enormous insectoid head and these burning purple eyes that are looking back at you. And we get a flick to the right and left as we see these two independent vices coming together to try to cut you in half. 
How do you take one wound and live to tell the tale? I think Athena very quickly turns both bracers into shields, keeping them on the arms, you know, they're already on, and just tries to not get crushed to death between them with her brain strength. Yeah, and I think you get those shields up just in time as the mandibles smash together and you feel that grind, that bone grinding strength bearing down on you and you're just this little metal ball trying to force it apart and then something gives and it's almost like you shoot out like a ball from between the two mandibles just being flung to one side. I think it fucks up her one rotator cuff. Because most of that was taken on her shoulders and her upper arms, so... Yeah, so you spiral away in the dirt and come back up to one knee and your shoulder, it pains you terribly. The Kaida straightens up and looks back down at you and that voice comes back and says, Not bad. Athena shrugs with her one remaining shoulder. And it's Athena time. Oh, it's Athena time. So let's make another roll for Roja. What are my friends doing? <laughs> this will inform my decisions. Okay, uh, Roja gets a success... Athena, this time you feel that small pinprick on your neck coming from the side, like near your collarbone. Okay. And there is a warmth that spreads up your neck and into the center of your head, and you feel your awareness just spike. Hmm. Everything gets a little bit clearer. Uh, You have this mental acuity that wasn't there a moment ago. You just... You feel sharper, and your smarts die goes up by one step temporarily. It's a D8 now? It's a D8. So Roja has cast Boost Trait with Ah. a focus on smarts. That's real cool. I think you hear Pavi's voice come through. Hold on, Athena. Benny that. Oh, man, she blew both of those up. Pavi. So Pavi got a 17 after. Hot damn. And then this time you feel a much worse prick in your arm like where you'd be getting a shot and you feel a very similar spread of this strange cool energy going through your body and everything seems like it slows down like the the world around you everything just and it's like you're you have this combination of you feel like you're able to think faster and you feel like you're able to move faster. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, so Pavi has cast speed on Athena. Ooh, uh, nice. Which doubles your pace. And with a raise, you can also ignore the minus two running penalty. So if you wanted to run, it would be easier. But she cast it with the quickness modifier, which makes it so that your total multi-action penalty each turn is reduced by two. So you can now effectively multi-action and do two things each turn at no penalty. That's pretty cool. While this is active. Nice. I unshook, which is good news. So I'm going to do some stuff now. Athena wants to use her brain power to turn the ceiling of the shard, which does not exist, into the ceiling of peak in the bubble. Ooh. And crack that bitch open. Oh, that's pretty badass. Right? That's pretty cool, right? She would like to try that as her one action. And then after it's all wet, shoot it with some lightning. Okay, very cool. So you are wanting to change the battlefield to slightly, slightly yes. to add a roof that mm-hmm. is the ro- the glass bubble top of the fancy restaurant peak where yep. you were with your grandparents. I would love that. Uh, and then you want that roof to shatter and flood everything? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, are you trying to make it so that you are not swept away in the same yes. flood? Okay, that's going to make it a little harder. Probably. I think it only makes it harder because, Athena, again, Athena's never done anything like this before, so you have to, like, exert mental effort yeah. to remember, I'm not going to get swept away. I'm not going to get swept <laughs> this away. Is, this isn't real. 
I think this one is going to be at minus two. So go ahead and make me a smarts roll at minus two. Okay. And if this works, I'll give you a Benny because it's really cool. Really? Yeah. Well, I want to. Well, I want to be able to. Works. This is a hard fight, so it's I want to find hard. ways to reward you as you go without making it easy. Here I go. No, it does not work. Okay. It does not work at all. Do you have any Bennies left? No. Damn. Okay. Um. Well, that's your first action. So I think. Could I try it again as my second action? Uh. Yes. As your second action, you can attempt that one more time. Whew. Five. Excellent. Okay. Hot damn. I feel like on the surface, she went to an observatory and the way that it opened up was from the side of the dome to the other side. I just like opened up. You know what I mean? So I think that's how it reveals itself from like left to right in a sweeping dome. That's pretty cool. And the the underwater like filtering light just dances on around through all the mist and hopefully lasers. If she's there, there would be lasers. This is your brain. There, can there are be lasers. lasers. Sure. But they're yellow. They're not purple. Very nice. And then the ceiling shatters. Oh, it very much so shatters. So we get this really nice shot of uh, this beautiful glass dome forming overhead. There are yellow lasers <laughs> shooting around the uh, the stadium. The crowd cheers. They the love that shit. The phantom voices are, you know, hooting and hollering and stomping and all these other things. And the, the Kaido does a slow look up to see this just as the cracks begin to form. And then I think it looks back down at you and makes like it's about to move. And then the ceiling breaks and immeasurable amounts of water just rain down and pour an enormous waterfall smashing into it. And how would Athena imagine everything's being swept away or? Maybe just it. Like the people in the crowd are being real chill, but I think they are underwater now. Yeah. So is everything underwater I, now? I think so. You're just breathing underwater. Yeah, I think that makes why sense. Why not? Sure. They happen in Pokemon the third movie. Why can't it happen here? Sure. Doesn't land with me. No, but it's sure. it's it's a it's one of the better ones. I I remember. What is your intention with this move? What are you trying to do? I thought maybe all the pounds of water coming down on it would hurt it. I think that's potentially, sure. but then also make it more difficult for it to move. Okay. Because it's underwater now. Sure. I think that makes perfect sense. Kaidas are not traditionally aquatic. True. For all this water crushing down, I, I think the initial hit would be the damage because yeah. then after that it sort of dissipates. So give me, let's say 46 on that one. That's how many I have. Wonderful. That's fantastic. Yep. 23. 23 is enough to... So, like I mentioned, it has a toughness of 20. And I don't think the water would be armor-piercing. So, it is shaken, but it is not wounded, unfortunately. Damn. It's a really cool idea. That's awesome. Next round. Athena. Ace of spades. <gasps> the ace of spades. I feel like I've gotten that recently as well. Uh, Kaida gets a queen of spades. Athena, you've just submerge the entire battlefield in a wash of water what would you like to do the kaida is still uh disoriented spinning sputtering trying to get its bearings in the water as its little legs flail and flail and flail you know traditionally in water something that hurts very much is electricity that's true i think that tracks enough in her brain that it's the first thing she thinks of and she would like to try and do something with that Okay, what's she gonna try and do? I mean, can she make a lightning storm underwater? Let's see, why not? She's seen those now. 
She'd been in thunderstorms. It was very scary. Very scary. She'd never been in one before. She's like, what the fuck is this bullshit? Are you using your smarts to conjure a yes. lightning storm? Okay. That, that's what she's doing. So is that all you're doing? Because you do get two actions. Could she also try and make a vortex that disorients it? Sure. Think that'd be neat. So you're going to make a lightning storm and a water vortex to yep. try to disorient it. <laughs> yep. Lightning storm underwater. Why not? Sure. Okay. And are you wanting to issue commands to any of your teammates? Speed is the only power that Pavi has that can help you from where she is. And Roja is basically serving as triage and trying to buff you up. So you could request that Roja use boost trait on you to affect something else. You could request that Roja uses lower trait on the Kaida to try to reduce its ability to do something. I would like her to cast lower trait on the Kaida to make its toughness lower. That would be attached to its vigor. Okay. Can she make its vigor lower? Sure. Yeah, that's a thing. Hey, Roja? Yes? Can you make it easier to hurt? Let me see. I think it's probably Silas who is the one that is, like, helping bridge this stuff. You feel another prick on your left side this time, and it's it. this one doesn't <laughs> feel good. It's like a nasty, oh, painful God. energy that goes away almost right away. Still hurts, though. Um, How would you visualize this trying to affect the Kaida? What if it turned its chitin into, like, a crystalline thing? Easier to shatter. Ooh, that's really cool. Right? Okay. So maybe it glows like a crystal now is how she's visualizing it. Okay, let me roll for Roja. Crystal beastie. Roja rolled a five minus one because she has a level of fatigue from the crit failure. Oh, no. Is a four, so that's still a success. So it lowers the Kaida's vigor die type, which will temporarily lower its toughness to... 19. Whew. And that's also something like if uh, if Athena wants to use an action to try to like reinforce that and lower its toughness or something, I'd let you do something like that too. Hmm. Because I think that's a cool idea. So I think when Roja stabs her with a big needle in real life, it makes cracks appear in the Kaida's like chitin spider webs through it. Ooh, that's really cool. But if Athena could use one of her two multi-actions she's going to do this turn to just turn the whole thing into crystal, like more shatterable to make it even weaker. That's awesome. Yes. Nice. I would like that. Cool. I'll do that before the lightning storm underwater. (laughs) Okay. That'll be a smarts from you. And then let's say the amount of toughness that you lower this by, let's say it's equal to what you roll on the smarts die. Okay. So uh, you need at least a four to succeed. And then whatever your actual role is, is how much you'll lower the toughness. Gotcha. Fair. Here I go. So it'll be at least a four if you succeed. Four. So you rolled a four, that'll lower it by another four. So it's now down to 15 toughness. You watch these cracks begin to form in the Kaida. What do you do to make them even worse? How does this function? I think where she stabbed it with the crystal... You know, in Atlantis, at the very end, when the villain gets stabbed with, like, the glass shard with the Atlantis magic on it, and he slowly crystallizes in, like, big chunks, and he starts to glow. I have very little recollection of that, but it sounds badass. Well, kind of like that, but cooler and more glowy. That's pretty cool. But, (laughs) like, from the inside of its mouth, maybe it's glowing like that purple, but the outside is her direct influence, so maybe it's, like, a little bit more yellow. Excellent. That's real cool. 
So that is your first action, and yep. your second one is Lightning Storm. It wouldn't happen in real life, but why can't it happen here? Go for it. Please work. Please, I want some work. Six. Six is a success. So a Lightning Storm underwater, super badass, makes sense to me. And you got that synergy going, yeah, which is cool. normally a plus two, but in a circumstance like this, I think it's cooler. So I think this is going to be 3d10 plus four. Plus four, you say? Yeah. A lightning storm. It's enough to hurt it, I think. Right, it, is, a... it is shaken currently. Yeah, that's um, 15. Its toughness is currently 15, so that will wound it once. Yeah. Unless you would like to reroll it and go for something bigger. Nope, that next turn, maybe I can do something else. <laughs> A dark cloud forms in the water and begins to swirl around the Kaida, and we just see these flashes of lightning roiling through it. Its body is illuminated with each electrocution, twisting and squirming in the water and shrieking as this happens. And Athena's just standing the whole time. She's just standing and her fists are balled up and she, her, she still has both of her shields out, I guess. The one's a little more dangly than the other one. Yeah. But she is just grit focused right now. Which is, you know, not her usual, but she's trying real hard. So that's two wounds on this thing. And it is the Kaida's turn. So it unshakes. But it fails its roll with a two. You see it twisting in the storm cloud and the purple lights are shining through and its head swivels and focuses on you and the eyes narrow and brighten. And then another bolt strikes it and it shrieks again. You hear the voice come through, almost through gritted teeth. You won't win this time. I think Athena's too focused to respond right now. Sure. Because she's just trying to zap the shit out of it. Well, she's succeeding so far. Whew. All right, next turn. Athena, five of spades. Kaida, eight of clubs. Kaida's turn. And the Kaida, let's try this again. Four, success, okay. You're watching the Kaida, and this time it begins to barrel roll in the water, and the storm cloud spirals around it. Oh no. And then the smoke is sucked in through the cracks in this crystal. So now it's got this crystalline form, and you can see the rippling energy underneath the crystal. Uh, and its body is sort of cracking and shifting a little bit. And from the end of the tail that comes out of the tunnel, it now has this enormous fin. And all of its little legs have these little paddle fins on it now. Oh no, it's, it's of, adapted. Yeah, so it straightens up in the water and swivels to focus at you and jets towards you in the water and is going to try to take a bite at you. Yeah, it checks out. That is a six minus two to hit is a four. I don't think that's going to... Oh, oh, and it's minus four to hit. Oh, but it gets an extra dice. Blows that up into a 16 minus six is a 10 to hit with an attack. I would love to use this adventure card. It sure. is last stand. Ooh, what's that do? Well, it says stand together now. Your hero and any adjacent allies gain a plus two parry and toughness. Allies who move into contact after the card is played gain the bonus as well. The effect ends when a joker is dealt. Okay. So I'll just bump my toughness up to an 11 if that's cool. Sure, yeah, go ahead and do that. I think, um, okay, and what is that? It's parry and toughness? Yes. So what's your parry now? Nine. Nine. Nine parry. It rolled a zero on one of its attacks, and it rolled a 10 on its other one. So one of these two attacks does hit. Okay, 
All right, let's, uh, let's roll the damage. 12 plus 6 is 18 plus 5 is 23 damage. What is your toughness again? Ooh, it's an 11 now. It's an 11, so this would be three wounds if it damages. Yeah, I'm going to have to soak that. that. My soak is now my smarts, right? Uh, it's your spirit. My spirit. Fuck. Cool. It's better. It was a nine. It's a nine. Nine. Okay, so that is a success with a raise, uh, which means you soak two wounds. So I'd still take one wound. So you wound. take one wound from this. Nice roll. Ooh. And I think, what did you have your allies do this round? Nothing, so it's not my turn yet. It's not your turn yet. Okay. I think thematically, you've just played that last stand card. Mm -hmm. The only person who's really been here physically is Zadal. And I think he's sort of been around peripherally just trying to do his thing as all the, like yeah. being mostly ineffectual while you're fighting this giant monster. But I think when he sees it spiral out and go for you, he goes down to try to help you defend. Okay. So being that it's last stand, maybe he goes in there and tries to soak some of the blow with you oh. because he's also your love interest too. But he's gonna die. He's so small. Well... He does cause complications for you. Yeah, it's true. If you would like, you can use one of your buddy actions right now to have Zidal try to soak some of this blow for it's you. So romantic. I love that. I thought shit. it would be appropriate. I so. love that. Would well, you like would you like to roll for him? He has a D10 spirit. Oh God, I feel like you should. Because you're my romantic interest. Oh, why thank you. Zidal has two bennies, which you can use. And he rolled a five. So that is a success. I think that means he can soak the third wound. Oh my gosh. So what does it look like when you and Zadal block this enormous mandible attack? The first one, it's spiraling towards you and it snips and it goes over your head and then it rears back and comes down with this enormous scissor clamp trying to cut you in half yet again. So how do you how do you and Zadal team up to block this? I know she would try to make her shields as big as possible in front of them. Maybe Zadal does basically the same thing, but his is just a shield of mental energy oh, that cool. he's able to manifest here in this mindscape. So you're there with your metal shield and then Zadal appears next to you with this huge barrier of rippling dark blue energy and you each block one of the mandibles as they smash together. Maybe it pushes you guys together so you're back to back. I like that. It pushes you guys together and you feel him bump up against you on your hip. Uh, I got you back. Athena takes a quick second to look down at him over her shoulder and smiles and says, I know you do. And then it is Athena's turn again. I unshook. What does Athena do? Does it, it, does it still have all that lightning inside of it? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. hmm. She would like to try and affect the environment. She wants to punch a hole through the side of the shard to have all the water drain out. Okay. And suck it towards the hole away from them. And then if it's still a little damp as the second action, to zap it from the inside with its own lightning, it absorbed. Go ahead and make the rolls. Six. That's a success. Woo. So you punch a hole in the shard, like the cavern wall, I guess? No, like the crystal shell. Oh, shit. So it, all the water would drain out into the city. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You smash a hole into it and the water, like a giant funnel, just begins to suck in that direction. And um, the Kaida is starting to be pulled in that direction as well. And if you'd like to make your second roll. I can, can do that. Resolve that. Failed that one. I got okay. no bennies left. So you punch a hole in the shard. What if she picks up the giant door 
like a discus Ooh. and just spins with it a couple times and sends it careening into the shell. That's really cool. I like that. Shatters it outwards. I like that a lot. All right. Yeah. Now all the water is beginning to get sucked in that direction. Nice. All right, Athena. Joker. <gasps> Damn it. My thing isn't in effect anymore. Oh, yeah. You're, <laughs> yep, beans. Okay. Well, you do get a Benny, though. Oh, that's. Yeah, I do. All my and people get bennies too? Nine of diamonds. Yeah, maybe. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Say maybe Zadal will, just because he's actually he's right participating there. for you. Yeah. Athena, you get to go first. You got that joker. You get plus two to everything you do. Okay. You know, if she's still got a tether to the door, I think she wants to use it like she's been using her regular shield. Just fucking people up with it. Oh my gosh, okay. So, so that, you're going to use this giant metal discus to try to just yep, smash it? Absolutely. That's amazing. I love that. All right. That's um, what she's going to do with both of her actions. Okay, go ahead. Let's try this purple one. Thematic. Yeah. A nine. A nine. A nine would be a success with a raise. A giant metal discus. Shit. You're using your brain, but it is also metal control. So... Let's do 5d6 for that one. Okay. 14. Oh, That's a wicked Just bummer. shy. You could Benny it. Don't you just want to Benny it, though? Don't you want to smash this thing to pieces with your rays on damage? I, I do. It's not the first time I've said that to you. Oh. That's, that's a cute, fun marriage joke that's right a, there. That's a matrimony. <laughs> that's a matrifony. That was much fucking better. Oh See, my I'm God. just, I'm your advocate. I'm here to help you out, I bro. Know. I know this and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. you know how when you go to a restaurant that serves lobster? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's where this is going. I think it is now because you get, you got those little pincers, right? Mm -hmm. That you get to crack open the claws and whatnot with. Sure. I think maybe impacting the shard wall broke the door in two so oh. she's double handing just cracking it together into its center Ooh. mass for 37 damage holy shit that's insane okay damage. all right uh so this is the coolest thing athena's ever done in her life and this is not lost on her <laughs> this is a peak for her that's definitely enough to make it hit the wound cap athena you bring these two enormous hunks of metal crashing together with just a surge of power and control and such speed and force that the sound of this crystalline shell cracking is like a cannon going off and it reverberates around the stadium the crowd roars in a frenzy of approval bubbles rising in the water as these phantom shapes do so no water anymore it's being sucked oh, it, out it's as drained still happened. gotcha yeah, it's draining still you watch the brittle crystalline shell of this kaida fragment and fracture and splinter off into millions of pieces dissipating into the water around it and the purple energy flows outwards intermingling as it's sucked towards the spout that is being flushed out into the city and there's a horrible shriek as you do so she looks down at Zadal and says well I'm glad I'm in a brain right now or that would be a lot of paperwork tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> you can have a penny for that that's good hell yeah he laughs beside you and says <laughs> you ain't wrong about that 
There's relative quiet. Nothing is happening. She's suspicious. We get a shot of Athena looking around suspiciously. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) squinting from side to side. I think she walks over to the hole Mm -hmm. to see if it's still out there. Or if it's, I don't think her brain has rendered this city. Sure, sure, yeah. And I think that's what happens, right? As you go over to look out and it swims into view like it wasn't there a moment ago. But when you look out, it's the city as you would expect it to be. Very similar to the Shard in terms of it's a loose, blurry approximation of where you would expect things to be. It doesn't look out of the ordinary, but you're looking out there and there is no trace of any water or any dust or any purple whatsoever. You're looking through the hole, and then there's this shapeless purple tendril of energy that snakes down from the top of the hole Hmm. and wraps around your throat and pulls you through the hole. Oh, shit. And everything swims again. The image shifts. The city dissipates around you, and you're in this empty black space for only a moment longer. And then the voice rings out, and it says, Not again. And then... The scene reforms bit by bit. It's like the the color of the picture that you're looking at is trickling down from above like dust motes falling into place on a canvas building mm-hmm. the scene around you. It's not familiar at first, and it builds slowly, and bit by bit, it constructs an office. You are standing at the front in a set of double doors, and there's an enormous metal desk. And you look off to the left, and there's an empty doorway leading to a balcony, and there is a purple mass standing between you and the balcony, staring at you. This humanoid form that <sighs> coalesces as the dust falls into place, and then it's just you and this form standing in this office. And the purple mass stares back at you, and once again, the purple eyes have given way to these brown cat-slitted pupils, and the form is beginning to refine into a humanoid female shape and you realize where you are now oh boy strickland's office strickland's office and uh, we're gonna continue with initiative now oh shit okay athena five of diamonds purple presence six of clubs what are you gonna do at the start of this turn you notice that the outline is becoming more defined as this figure coalesces into a Again, a female form, the purple begins to subside into almost an okra skin tone. And the purple forms into a red satin cloth that ripples into a dress across the form's body and shakes out like a cape behind it. Is it fucking Benicia? It's Benicia. Oh my god, what? What the fuck? How is that Benicia? Oh, no. And then she is uh, standing in front of you, this time not holding a clipboard, just standing in front of you. Athena is pretty taken aback because she's pretty sure she already killed this bitch. Benicia stands in front of you and she takes a couple of slow steps forward and then her brown irises glow purple and ripple outwards into this mask of purple and black rippling energy that covers the top half of her face. Hmm. She reaches a hand behind her back and produces a small hilt, presses a button on it, and it extends outward into a rippling column of this roiling red energy. And it looks like the blade that uh, Strickland had produced when you fought him. This makes sense. Athena's thinking she might still be in her own brain, but she's not sure. 
Benicia stands there, and she raises the blade in front of her and levels it at you and says, Not this time. So no hard feelings about killing you already? There is a tension in her jaw, and she bares her teeth at you, just shrieks this banshee fury in response. And when she does that, the purple energy just ripples across her body, and these same veiny tendrils that reach up her arm, the shriek makes the room vibrate, and the top of the office blasts apart. The roof comes off and drifts upwards into this black abyss, these shards trickling upwards. Everything else is just blackness with these white speckled stars above. And she lunges at you with the saber, and she's gonna try to kill you. Yeah, that's fair. Benicia closes and engages. Let's see here. And she is going to try to swipe at you with this energy blade. That's a one and a two. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I don't have any bennies. She already spent her bennies. Well, what are you gonna do? That's how it'd be. As she lunges at you and takes a very wide swipe with this blade in an almost exaggerated motion, she's moving slower than you would expect. Okay. And she takes this wide swipe that misses you by a clear four inches. Gotcha. And Athena, it is your turn now. What I will tell you is that you no longer feel the effects of the boost trait or the speed power. And if you try to reach out to any of your allies, you get no response. Does she still feel like she can affect the world? She can certainly try. Well, I think she's gonna try. Can she try to turn off Benicia's sword? Sure. I just want to attempt to blink it out of existence while also gathering up one shield as a free action. Sure, yeah, okay. This is going to be a contested spirit roll to determine who can exert their influence over this scene. Gotcha. Okay, so whenever you or she wants to try to change something, either of you can try to do that as a free action uh, to change something about the scene, but it's a contested roll. Okay. So go ahead and roll your spirit. Seven. Oh, no, five, because I'm minus two. Ooh, she blew up an eight into a four, so twelve, ten. That I don't do it then. You try to just blank her saber out of existence, and you feel like there's a moment where you can see the image flickering, and then her hand tightens on it, and she bares her teeth at you and says, Not again. Won't have to be again if you just tell me what the fuck's going on. As she hunkers behind her big old shield. (laughs) Athena, six of hearts. Benicia, three of diamonds. Good. Athena, what would you like to do? So you tell her basically to tell you what the fuck is going on. You killed me. You were going to kill me too. So is that a wash? As she tries to shield bash the, the sword out of her hand. Interesting decision. So this is your first called shot. So a called shot to a hand for the purpose of disarming, you make that at a minus four penalty. So it's a fighting roll at minus four. Nope. 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 She makes a thrust forward with her shield to try and disarm her, and she feels it just whiff entirely. She says, honestly, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to do it a second time. You rebuff her back with your shield a little bit she hisses and every time she makes a hiss or a shriek or something the room vibrates everything around you vibrates and you can you can feel it in your skull and yet i was trapped here and you're here to kill me again let me out she's gonna try to 
come at you again. Yeah. She's going to multi-action. So the first thing she's going to do, Athena, I would like you to make me a smarts roll. Is my... No. Not a d8? It's your, It's back to normal now. Gotcha. Now Athena knows what it's like to be above average intelligence. Man, she crave it. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Oh, God. I got a... Got a five. So she got a 15. Oh, Jesus. Uh, that, now that was a... That was a trick. That was a feint. So she was... That, that was the first part of her multi-action. Okay. So let me let me do the second one here. Oof. Eleven. Okay. So the first one was a feint uh, to make you vulnerable, basically, mm -hmm. which she succeeded on. So that means that you are vulnerable and shaken. So she gets a plus two to this next thing. What is your parry? Eight. Eight. Okay. That, so that's a hit with a raise. And she deals... Oh, man, only eight damage, and I don't have any bennies left. Ooh. And what's your, your toughness is still nine, right? Yes. Okay, so what happens here is Benicia twirls this saber in her hand, and there's a small hum of Cory energy. She sort of waves it in front of you to distract you with the light, and then flicks it off to your left side to make you move the shield, and then brings it around in this sweeping motion to try to cut underneath the shield and graze your thigh. So it's like, it's like a very elaborate twirl flourish. Right. And it basically works. Like she gets through your defense, but when she rakes it across your thigh, it just grinds against your armor and isn't able to make it through. Whew, so it's good. You, you can feel it pressing against your mind and it just scrapes against you. And she hisses in frustration again, which makes the room vibrate as she sweeps away from you with this flicking flourish of her sword and stalks around to the other side of the desk to place it between you. Next round. Five of clubs for Athena, ten of clubs for Benicia. Oh, God. Let's see what she does. She's huffing as she walks around to the other side of the desk. You can see her shoulders rising and falling with this pent-up energy. The purple light flares up her right wrist and she grabs the lip of the desk and looks like she's trying to wrench it up and throw it towards you but she just strains against it and then lets out this <sighs> and collapses forward onto it on one elbow for just a moment and Oof. takes a breath before straightening back up and baring her teeth at you again. Athena does not want to combat this round. Athena has an idea. It's still your turn so if yeah. there's something you want to do you can or if, there's, if you want to like hold an action you can do that too i want to just defend that's what i mainly want to do mm -hmm. athena wants to talk mm -hmm. she takes one tentative step closer to the desk and just looks at this tired slightly broken woman that she killed once already she does not want to have to do that again for what it's worth i didn't trap you in here on purpose and i'd like to get you out of here too Maybe we can... I have an idea if you want to hear it. Make me persuade at, say, plus two. Because I think what you're saying appeals to her. Like, she wants to get out of here. She doesn't want to die. You put the hurt on her pretty bad. Like, this is... This could have gone either way. Yeah. But uh, Athena did come out on top, and Benicia is not in good shape right now. Well, Athena's not in great shape either, but... Mm -hmm. Plus two, you said? Plus two. Huh. Four. With that success and with the fact that Benicia just failed her previous role to try to harm you and <laughs> nothing she's done in this scene has affected you, 
she doesn't sheathe the sword. She keeps that illuminated and stays on the far side of the desk, but maybe she takes a step back and leans heavily against the wall and says, Why now? What do you mean, why now? You've kept me here for... I don't... I don't even know how long. Why now? Why come to kill me and then let me out? Because I didn't know you were here. And I only just found out, and then you kind of started attacking me. So, uh, there are two ways to get you out of my brain. And one of them is to kill you. But the other one is... Oh, shit, what did they say? To displace you? I don't know how you're here, but... Gotta be something with Corey, right? That's everything these days. I think she rolls her eyes. Her her still purple glowing eyes, but very clearly just rolls them when you say that. God, I'm sorry you've been trapped in such a dum-dum's brain for three weeks. But... Three weeks? Yeah. I think that really takes the wind out of her sails and she just slumps, slides down the wall, lets the sword clatter from her hand. How long have you been here for you? I think she leans forward and puts her head in her hands and maybe there's a moment where you can't tell if she's laughing or crying and then she leans back and says... Eternities, who can say? I don't know. I don't know. I'm so sorry. I didn't know you were here. And the instant I did know, someone else locked you away. So my body wouldn't destroy itself or something. So I've, I've got an idea. And I do not know if this will work. But it's a damn sight better than dying for you, I think. How much do you know about caldonics? That's where you are right now, in me, physically. Which, you might know that, you might not. I don't know. I don't know anything that's been going on. Okay. I've been trapped here in this... And she looks around and shrugs. Wherever this hellscape is. A never-ending line of metal and blackness. I've been told I kind of have a one-track mind. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't full of more interesting things for you. Yeah, I don't think she really has a response for that. Well, I grew up in Caldonics, and... It's a city underground, yes I know. Do you know about the Arrow, though? <laughs> Those the robots? But they're not, because they're people. Hmm. And their souls are derived from Corey. So what if we just put you, your your residual essence of whatever you are in here, into a new body? It's not going to be the same one, but it's a, a shot. Are you trying to get anything out of her from this? Or are I, you just like extending just an olive branch? Olive branch. Olive branch. Okay. Because... Apparently, she's been trapped in Athena's brain for an eternity. So this is really the least she can do after also killing her. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, she probably wasn't a great person in life, but maybe if she gets another chance. You need to make a persuasion at 
I think this is going to be at a minus two because I don't know that she believes that you can make this happen. I, I both think that she doubts that that would work in the first place and that you would be willing to do that for her. That's fair. Although it does appeal to her. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say that net minus two. Nine. That's a success with a raise. So she's certainly receptive to the idea. I think she leans back until her, and all the while, this room is still, the bits are just floating around in zero gravity, slowly drifting upwards into this black abyss. There is smoke coming up from where the stairs would have been. Yeah, I think she leans back and her head makes a small thud against the wall. She is a very slim stature and in this flowing red satin dress. She has this short clipped brown hairstyle and light freckles on her face and just this ever-present bored expression in the very brief time that you interacted with her. Yeah. And she says, Why can now? You've killed me once. Why offer me a body? Because you... Well, because I killed you in the first place. And I never... I never want to do it. But you've also been trapped inside my brain for what sounds like lifetimes so if there's something i can do to give you a second chance to be not inside my brain and simultaneously not dead i don't know maybe it's maybe it's not a smart call but i'd love to hear your thoughts i don't want to die not again. It was quite painful and traumatic, I can assure you. Yeah. Uh. You know, I've never died, but I've come close a number of times, so I can commiserate somewhat. Fine. I think this scene begins to continue dissolving mm -hmm. until the room flows upwards and it's you and Benicia standing there in the darkness, and then her Can they form. walk towards a hallway? Sure. They're just kind of walking down towards a light, but it's not like a tunnel. It's just, just approaching something that's not there. Sure. As they're walking, Athena would look over at her, and she's probably still limping a bit because she got pretty fucked up in that last fight. Benicia is too, though. Yeah. Two broken bitches. <laughs> oh, yeah. You guys are beat the fuck up, and yeah. Um... So, you got a patron, Olivier? Is that got all that purple on you? I think you say that her stride slows for a moment before she catches herself and keeps walking. And she says, Patron, what are you talking about? You had all that purple. Yes, I don't really know. I sort of figured it was part of the dying thing. <laughs> Sounds like you did your homework, though. You bothered learning my name. Huh? You said Olivier. Oh my god. Athena takes a second and just stops and looks up at the sky. <laughs> the non-existent sky. Benicia realizes you're not walking and she stops and looks back and says, What? Your last name is Olivier. Yes, why? No reason. It's just, oh man, what a tangled little web. While all this is happening... The rippling purple energy and the black shadows have sort of died away and her eyes have gone back to their natural brown shade with mm -hmm. the 
She's a Vel, so yeah. she has the cat slit pupils. And she just looks at you and listens to you talking about a web and just shrugs and turns and keeps walking and says, Whatever. So this hallway is just... It's as, I guess it's as long as Athena wants to it, make it, 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 right? It's absolutely <laughs> as long as Athena wants to make it, yes. <laughs> cool. So that's, that's on you. Do you know how you got sucked in here? Because I... I mean, you tried to break into my brain. So did you get in and I killed you and then you just got siphoned in? The last thing I remember, I was using psionics and there was a barrier. But I thought I broke through it and you killed me or stabbed me or something. And then I was here and that's where I've been. This is this is heavy on Athena's soul right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is this no, upsetting no, to you as a player? Okay. No, this is really good and interesting. All right. Because Athena's going to make good for once in her life. Just the one time. Just That's the, it. And then the we're once done. only. <laughs> this Murder is, hobo this forever. is me. And that's it. And I'm free and clear. What were you and Strickland doing? There's a, a long pause before she responds and she doesn't look back to you. Strickland was a politician and a smuggler and a drug lord, I suppose you could say. And I was an administrator on loan. From Alaricorp? She does glance back at that and nods. I found a, a paper in Strickland's office before I had to run away. And what do you know about Ali Sahir? She is just making this tunnel stretch as far as it'll go, just trying to get mm -hmm. any drops of info before they get back. Because all I know is, in my city, people are dying because of it. And I need to figure out how all these puzzle pieces connect, or the city's going to eat itself. So that's my job. <laughs> I don't know. Is it, it was a word, a name, it came up. I saw Strickland had it written down on a paper with strange markings. Do you know how he got it? The name or the papers? Ah, oh, either. I don't know. They were just in his office. Maybe from one of his contacts. Was it Krell? Could have been Krell, sure. Do you know anything about else about that guy? Because I've been low-key trying to find him for a couple weeks now. Krell is... I know he handles outgoing shipments. He's a facilitator. I suppose I can relate to that in some ways. But he gets the product from the city to the surface. I don't know how exactly. Tunnels, I think. That would make sense to me. I don't know who he is. He's an asshole, but I don't know who he is. Do you know who Harlan Troy is? I know the name. I think he works for Lair Court too. He does. I don't know quite how he's wrapped up. Oh, I guess I'll find out soon. I think she stops and puts a hand on Venetia's shoulder. For what it's worth, I'm sorry. And I'm going to try and make this right. When you put the hand on her shoulder, there's definitely an instinctual reaction to it. But I think she's just too tired to really do anything about it and she just accepts whatever contact you put there and she says I just would love to get out of here I think Athena actually does go to hug her cause this is a risk so fucked up and Athena's 
She does not know what to do. If you hug her. Like, she prickly, obviously, but yeah, also I, very beaten up. Yeah, if, if Athena goes and hugs her, I don't know that there's... I don't think she, like, hugs you back. No, but, she didn't expect it. But I think maybe she does drop her head and maybe let her forehead fall onto Athena's shoulder and then there's a couple of silent quivers shakes her head and pushes away to begin walking more I'm gonna fix this if you say so <laughs> I don't even know if this is real I think it is therefore I guess it is <laughs> And I think that doorway comes closer a lot faster now. The time catches back up. You find that you're standing. What would Athena imagine? Where would she think the door goes? Where would she take them? Escarglow. Oh. When she thinks about home, that's where she thinks of. You emerge through that door and you find that you're already pushing open the door to Escarglow. And there's the small jingle of the bell that's familiar. This is a place that is. Crystal clear. There's she no, knows it by heart. Knows it by heart. There's no distortion in the air. Everything looks like it should. It's empty. It's dimly lit. It's quiet. It's comfortable. And Benicia steps in after you and looks around and says, Where are we now? Home? I'm not sure how to get out of here yet. You say that and she turns to you and she's she's hugging herself a little bit. Her hands are at her elbows. Uh, maybe... And then you hear Silas's voice boom in your ear, and he says, There! And don't! Benicia's eyes flick open, and the purple overtakes them. She screams and clutches her head and collapses to her knees. Athena shouts, Stop it! Make me a smarts roll, and you can add your plus four to this. Seven. Silas gets an eight. As you shout, you look down at Benicia's form and she just, again, that banshee-like shriek and you watch her her body begin to dissolve into mist. Silas, stop! You just get sort of an absent-minded murmur and he says, just a moment. No! You try to push him back, but he doubles down. You feel like you're gaining ground and you almost force him back, but he just barely muscles through and her essence, right before it dissipates, she looks up at you and her her eyes are now that, you know, those purple shadows. And she says, not like this. Oh, God. And then just Zadal's form materializes across the room from you. I think he walks out of the, like the employee oh back God. room area and his hands are in his trench coat pocket. And he says, oh, man, we uh, you uh, you had us worried there for a while. We couldn't. Where find is you. she? What? Where'd she go? Uh, uh Silas, does she you got to? You hear Silas's voice come through and he says, Yes, she's been displaced into the crystal. We can finally oh my God. We can leave. Oh, fuck. And Zadal walks over and puts a hand on your arm. He says, Hey, easy. Oh, you all right? We did it, Athena. You did it. I killed her before. What? I, I, I killed her while she was trying to get into my brain. And my circlet trapped her in my brain. So she's been in here for fucking lifetimes, just in my empty, vacant fucking brain. Zadal is watching Athena sort of rave about this. 
and he he looks very concerned and he says oh it's all it's okay it's gonna be fine let's uh let's let's get out of here let's let's get back to the the real world but i i I worse than killed her she's just been trapped here by herself and she's just been trying to get out it's it's gonna be all right uh silas and he looks up and shouts into the emptiness of the room he sort of shakes you a little bit then it's it's gonna be okay it's gonna be fine. Let's just deep breath. We're gonna be fine. Just hold on. I'm not even breathing in here. There's one more shot of the room sort of narrowing down at the edges, the blackness swallowing up the edges of your vision as they narrow on Zadal. As the room swims in blackness around you, the last thing you see are Zadal's dark blue eyes, full of concern. And then you wake up. Your eyes snap open. You are lying on your back in the same medical examination room as when you went under. Your body feels heavy, not painful, just heavy and not as responsive as it normally would be. When you open your eyes, Zadal is looking down at you from the left. Pavi is looking down at you from the right. As soon as you're awake, Pavi puts a hand on your forehead and starts running fingers through your hair. (sighs) She says, Hey. Hey. He did it. It's Benicia. What? She's in my brain. Who's Benicia? From Strickland's office, the... In the dress, the red dress. Oh, that tart who got in my head. She's been living in mine. Oh, well, sounds like she got her comeuppance. I think she got more than that. Pavi sees the expression on your face and sort of the tone that you're taking and her brows furrow in confusion, but she she nods and they soften and she says, sure, yeah, yeah, it'll be it'll be all right, Athena. Where is she? Um, and she grits her teeth and looks over at Zadal and arches an eyebrow. Athena, with great effort, rolls her head to the other uh, side. <laughs> whatever we pulled out of this... In the crystal, in the husk. She, she'd look around for it. Yeah, you can sit up. It's still sitting in that little brazier, the pedestal. It's this large, deple- well, it was a depleted Cory crystal husk about the size of a football. And inside of it now is this roiling purple energy that pulsates and flickers almost like a heartbeat. She just musters one finger raised and points to it. That's Benicia Olivier. Silas and Roja are both standing over the crystal. Silas has fingers outstretched. He's not touching it, but they're just hovering, and Roja is stroking her chin as she looks pondering. Yeah. I think you say the name Olivier, and all heads turn first to Athena and then rotate back to the crystal with the energy. Yeah, I think Zidal just says, uh. Maybe it's Roja who says, Benicia Olivier didn't know she was an Olivier until about five brain minutes ago. How long have I been out? Roja looks around and maybe there's a digital clock somewhere and she says, "Uh, not terribly long. 30 minutes less. Oh good, just a power nap then. (laughs) Do you feel rested? No. I I feel itchy. Why am I itchy? She looks down her arm and it's just in hives with an injection point. Just nods. <laughs> oh, it'll be 
it'll be all right. And Rose is here. She'll make sure it doesn't get it's bad. So, so itchy, though. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah, and I think uh, Rosia does walk around now, and she uh, extracts another needle from under her tongue and says, I, I'm sorry about, um, it, at any rate. And she... Uh, Athena, in <laughs> character, would not really know what she's apologizing for, because it was all kind of a blur. Sure. She says, um... Yes. And then, and then just <laughs> sticks her uh, with this other little... They're more like acupuncture That's what I things. Um, but she puts this one in and um, it's a, a warmth that spreads and relaxes. You do heal your wounds, nice. which were not physical. They were mental. So, mental wounds. So she uses the relief power on you. Silas is still looking at this crystal and he says, Fascinating. This is what was trapped in your brain. She's where the purple was coming from, but I don't think she was aware of it in her, maybe? I don't know. But the purple checks out, because, man, fuck. I think I, <laughs> I might have goobered up, you guys. <laughs> God. I promised her I would try to find her a new place to live that wasn't in my brain. Well, Athena, I think, um, mission accomplished. She has a wonderful new home and this crystal. I do not think that is what she had in mind or what I had envisioned. Can we put her in an arrow-esque form? I think she looks over to Zadal. She is pure Cory, apparently. Everyone in the room looks at you and is just sort of like, uh... I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, with the exception of Zadal, who does not say anything at first. Um, and then everybody looks to Zadal. Is he thinking? Or is he offended? I think he says, uh, that is um, way above my pay grade. I figured it's at least something to look into, because I can That's probably something we should uh, talk about. Maybe. I just don't... You know... You guys, I've killed a lot of people. I gotta make one of them fixed. Pavi puts her hand on your bicep and squeezes and keeps running a hand through your hair as well. Silas turns to you with a confused expression. Athena, this um thing was trying to kill me and possibly you, and now you feel bad about it and you want to give it a new body? I want to give her a new body because she's a person she was a person and i i killed her and she she was in me i think that's the least i can do for trapping her and we trapped her and just she was alone and scared for ever silas purses his lips and turns back to the crystal and says most of us are scared and alone athena that doesn't excuse behaviors or get anyone a free pass she will serve her purpose what purpose is that? Information, intelligence, and there's much that we need to learn. She is connected to those who have been trying to kill me, so I'm sure you understand my Oh, that's interest. probably Suzette Olivier, I found out in the interrogation. Didn't get to talk about that before I went under, because that kind of all happened real fast. Uh, Regulator Nima was a turncoat, and... She's she has some kind of patron who gives her extra power to 
play around with. And Suzette Olivier is on that ladder below the patron pretending to be the patron. If that person came after you had purple eyes, so did Nima. She's dead now. Olivier's not. But her daughter's in that crystal. Maybe her niece. I didn't ask. <laughs> well, that is a fine catch. Hmm. Pavi says, I mean, she was in Athena's head. I think that gives Athena the right to decide. And I think Athena. Like, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, so that's a good point. <laughs> but also grabs her hand a little bit. She, Not the one in her hair, but. <laughs> she gives you a, a nod of solid, solidarity. And Roja says, there is logic in that line of thinking, but we do need what she has. And if she was connected to all of this going on, we need to find out what she knows. It doesn't matter what she has been through if she can prevent further lives from being lost. Zadal says, I am a, I think I'm strangely close to this. So to given the circumstance, I don't, I think he does pause to consider his words before continuing. There's a lot about this situation that I don't think any of you has the same grasp on that I do. I think we do need what she got, what information she knows to get a little further down the line. But I think everyone deserves a second chance and uh, a shot at being more than what they were. Athena takes a long second to look at Zadal while he's talking. He is not looking at you as he says all of this and does not look to you after finishing. If he suspects that you would be looking at him, he will turn away so that you can't see his expression. Oh, jeez. Surely goof something up. <laughs> Silas, his attention still completely on the crystal at this point, makes something between a sigh and a noise of exasperation and says, Need I remind every one of you that this woman is potentially a terrorist set to undermine our city. What right does she have that others do not? I don't know if she has a right, but she has a chance. Hmm. What about any of you? All the laws, all the regulations you've broken in the furthering of your own agendas. Do those all deserve free passes as well? Where's the line drawn? Oh. Where's the law? Where's the order? Silas, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't, but I think you need a team of people you trust to help you with all your stuff, like you said. So you're kind of wrapped up in this law breaking too. <laughs> you say that he smiles to himself and nods a little bit and looks back to you and smiles. I think the expression he gives you is almost like a condescending pity smile. Maybe you don't know why, but it's, it's a bit of a hollow smile. Yes, we're all so dirty, aren't we? I guess. And he shrugs again and turns back to the crystal and says, at any rate, we have extracted the presence from Athena's mind. Thank you. He pauses with a bit of irritation when you say that, and he says, you're welcome, and then continues. I think she rolls her eyes a little bit. Now we have this, and we should begin our interrogation sooner rather than later. Athena, I would like you to take part, or maybe even take the lead as 
this creature was inside your head. Maybe you will have insights or more opportunity to convince them to see our line of thought. I don't think that should be hard because I already kind of convinced her while we were walking out before you snatched her. She shrugs. Very well. He stands to one side with his hand on the brazier, not the crystal, and gestures to the crystal and motions for you to come over. I guess she does. Yeah, you push yourself up off of the metal slab that you've been leaning on, and your body just still feels... Heavy. Very heavy. You're not sure (laughs) about the prospect of standing. I think Athena struggles over to a rolly chair. Mm-hmm. And wheels herself over, like, backwards, just pushing herself, looking at Silas like, I'm not standing for this. And he arches an eyebrow at you and rolls his eyes a little bit and says, Are you prepared? You know, yeah, I think I am. Good. And then he reaches out and places a forefinger on your head and taps you. She, I think she flinches just a little bit. Maybe Zadal sees slight discomfort there so he walks over and grabs silas's hand and puts it on his own head too Mm. like makes silas touch his own head and they share a moment of silent stares back and forth silas sort of wrenches his hand out of zadal's grip while still looking at him and then puts his other hand back out and touches the crystal and then the room swims one more time and everything goes black We just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for listening. This was a really exciting episode, and I'm just, I'm really happy it's out there. And I bet you are too, because you've been sitting on that shit for a while. (laughs) Many things that I've been sitting on for a long time, and many more that I continue to have to. But it's nice to have a a couple of these things come out. So, well, that's good. So, (laughs) my brain. Did a real whoopsie that I wanted to share with you guys. <laughs> it was at the point in the episode where Athena was trying to conjure that herd of Domba from the tunnel. And it's like someone cast haste on my brain, but definitely not my mouth. So enjoy this little clip. It's amazing. Like the, the I, I imagine, oh, it probably, it, what if it came out of the the open tunnel? <laughs> what? Uh-oh. So we've got some announcements this week. Um, apparently, our Patreon was not searchable through the website yeah. literally the entire time, and we just found out. So, so to the, those brave few who <laughs> struggled their way through and found our direct link, uh, thank you. So sorry about that. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash RPG for you and me. We are also on Twitter at RPG for you and me. I'm on Twitter at you see the hat and I post a lot of art for the show. Uh, we got some new music this week from Wave Shaper, who. Am- amazing. I mean, just such a fantastic <sighs> artist. Um, yeah, Wave Shaper, we found them through a game called Fury, uh, which is available on consoles, maybe PC, but the soundtrack is amazing. They did a couple of songs in that, and we reached out to them, and they were cool with us using their music, so here we are. So please, if you have a couple extra bucks, uh, go find them on Bandcamp. They've got their whole discography for like 30 bucks, and it's just a wealth, yeah, a ton- wealth of great music. It's a ton of albums. 
wave shaper one like the yeah the number one or the numerical one uh dot bandcamp.com i'll put links in the bio so it's easy to find as always our main theme is by crockett who you can find at crockett 80s on twitter and crockett.bandcamp.com that's crockett with two t's of course, Savage Worlds is owned by the Pinnacle Entertainment Group, and you can find them and their products at peginc.com. And speaking of the Pinnacle Entertainment Group and Savage Worlds, their yearly convention, Genghis Khan, coming up uh, this February, they host it in Colorado. can get information online. It is Thursday, February 13th through Sunday, February 16th this year, 2020. So Ali and I will be out there visiting with plenty of you folks in the community the boys over it sounds like crows all them crow boys all them crow boys <laughs> if you haven't listened to sounds like crows you should definitely you should go, go listen, listen to, it. to it oh also we're bringing some just little baggies of merch from the show so if you see us and you you recognize our voices because you don't know what we look like uh, yeah how's that gonna work we'll be there <laughs> <laughs> we're looking forward to it yeah it's gonna be so much fun and uh, as far as the rest of this season is concerned, that's mostly dependent on Allie and uh, what she chooses to do. But things are certainly ramping up at this point. I think maybe two or three more episodes is probably what we're looking at. I mean, two of those episodes are just to go on dates with Zadal, right? Obviously. I mean, you've accounted for that. Yes. Speaking of <laughs> dates with Zadal, please go check out Wave Shaper again. They have so many amazingly oh titled songs such as we only got permission from wave shaper literally this weekend and i'm just like scrolling through the, the song Dynamite. title list and i felt very called out several times like oh shit where is it sexy robot <laughs> oh, God, it was seductive robot seductive robot uh-huh good hardware passion i like the sound of that one. Oh, and electrical feelings <laughs> <laughs> and uh Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.